Do really wicka wicka wicka. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What did you say? That's for a significant sum. We'll build a gobble to send in for your execution. Think of it as a gift. It's like a new skin working into place. It's for you to complete your transformation. This is just a little game. But I can take some blood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I, cu- Sound- I cut off her, her laughing. Oops. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. The sound alone, like the soundtrack, and like just like the, that's so good. <laughs> Yeah, so we just came out of Infinity Pool. This is a new new release, 2023. Uh, You're listening to New Release, the podcast. This is Drew here with Ashley. His little sister. That's right. I forgot. (laughs) And another perfect brother-sister movie to watch for our Valentine's Day episode. (laughs) Episode 150. Oh, really? Wow, I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah, we had to pick a monumental um, film for the occasion. Oh and gosh. what's funny, um, since we are seeing this back in present day, we didn't see it together like we normally do in the past. And we didn't even talk about the fact that we were both going to see this, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a coincidence. Um, this isn't a movie that made a ton of money or, you know, is getting that much attention but i was anticipating it for a long time because of the director son of david cronenberg brandon cronenberg because of the actors mia goth and alexander skarsgård ashley why was this on your radar why did you want to see it <laughs> i think i randomly saw well okay first off i love mia goth yeah i think she can do no wrong so like anything she's in i want to see so that was like one of the things and second, I saw the trailer and I was like, this movie's going to be so weird. And I like weird. So I figured I'll just go see it. I almost saw Knock at the Cabin or whatever. And right. then I had to switch our tickets to see this instead. Oh, well, I haven't seen Knock at the Cabin, but I'm going to say that was a good call. Yeah. <laughs> the other movie I'm dying to talk about is uh, Skinamarink on oh Shudder. Oh, my gosh. But, and that. I saw that in theaters. That's very experimental, very low budget horror movie. But this one is weird indeed. And Mia Goth is on quite the run. We talked about Pearl for the podcast. Did we, mm-hmm. I don't know whether we talked about X for the podcast or just in the context of Pearl. But I think just in the context. Um, start going all the way back to Nymphomaniac. Is that when you first yes. started noticing her? Yeah, she was, she was incredible in that. And then I was like, oh, I guess I've, she kind of dropped off. Or in my head, I just like, never saw her in something. And then she was an X. And I was like, okay, she's really good. And then Pearl... It was, like I said before, it's like the best monologue I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I don't know how she didn't win, which is the whole, like, horror movies not winning Academy Awards and stuff, whatever. But she should have won something for that. It was incredible. Yeah, she deserves um, accolades big time for Pearl. And because X is more, like we talked about, like, 
her performance is overshadowed a little bit by kind of the genre like slasher elements. Mm-hmm. Pearl is much more of a character study and um you know you can isolate her acting the the monologue at the end her facial expressions are just um uh, uh disturbing in yeah. uh, all sorts of ways i mean in this movie she she kind of can walk this line between innocent um mm-hmm. alluring kind of um you know seductive figure um but like innocent i guess enough and then the transition to her going like full um just like evil leader yeah by the end manipulative psycho (laughs) yeah 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 i mean what aspects of her performance like stuck out to you in this oh man i mean i think yeah like you were just talking about she played a different character like three or three times in that movie or i mean the same character but she just changed it for whatever she needed um and she was really good at tricking Alexander Skarsgård into doing these like things that you're like, no normal person would, but they're like, Mia Goth is easy to follow. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> quite manipulative. Um, but then she just gets like off the rails and I, she's just so good. I don't know even how to like explain how good she is of an actress. Yeah. Let's but. explain the premise of the movie it's actually kind of simple i mean the movie goes to some really strange places but Mm -hmm. the basic premise is pretty straightforward if you want to explain that sure yep so alexander skarsgård and his wife played by cleopatra coleman go to this really nice luxurious resort in hopes that he can get some type of like gem to write about he wrote a book six years ago it didn't do very well so he's hoping that this vacation will spark something in him to write something magnificent about. Yep. Um, and quickly it changes into them going out on a road trip um, with Mia Goth and a few other characters. Alexander Skarsgård offering to drive the car, hits a person. They leave the person. He ends up going to jail. Um, and they said, like in the trailer, you have to die. Basically, it's your penalty. And it's not him dying. It's his doppelganger dying and him watching him die, which is crazy. Yeah. There's this sort of, um, is this a make-believe country? Yeah. Yeah. I think like so. They say the name of it, but it, it's it's like a, a, meant to be like a, a poor Eastern European sort of like adjacent country where they just have like a really fancy resort that mm-hmm. is um, surrounded in barbed wire and, and security. And basically you're not supposed to leave the resort under any circumstances, but they do. And um, there is this expectation with the police department that they can exploit the, the rich people that come to the um, come to the area in, in the, the beach and stuff by, I mean, it seems, I guess we don't really know how willing the police chief is, but these people, we learn Mia Goth and her cohorts keep committing crimes, even though they know the consequence is going to be to have a double made and pay a lot of money. Um, yeah, but it's money part of their isn't... vacation. <laughs> yeah, like, it's kind of funny. Basically, the double thing is an excuse for the 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 simpler premise would just be, okay, you get busted for a crime, no matter how bad it is, you can just pay your way out of it. Yeah. That's yep. not, that's not much of a stretch in certain um, like aspects of society, I'm sure. 
in this aspect or like in this sci-fi version you somehow they have the technology to dip you in this like red goo and create a perfect double <laughs> yep and then there's the consequences you deal with emotionally mm-hmm. when you do that once and then you do it repeatedly and lose some of your self in in the process and the fact that they give them an urn of themselves is very like oh man he had like three urns when he was leaving. <laughs> but... Yeah. And and I think we what's interesting is we learn that the Skarsgård character, at first, we might think he is uh, like has some interesting um, abilities as a writer because mm-hmm. Mia Goth comes up and is like, I'm a huge fan. I loved I loved your work. Um, and then but we don't ever really. At this point in the movie, he isn't charismatic. He's not really that personable. He's just kind of dull. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's beautiful. Um, yeah, besides so he that, that, he's beautiful. Yeah, he has that go. <laughs> but so is his wife. Um, mm-hmm. And we learn that his wife is um, basically uh, bankrolling him to pursue mm-hmm. this this like hobby of his, which is writing. And he writes this pretentious book called The Variable Shape, <laughs> which we hear. <laughs> a review from Mia Goth, Mia Goth reading like uh, a massive takedown of yeah. of the book from a news clipping she has. And we find out that they didn't give a shit about the book at all. Yep. They were just tricking him into going along with this plot so they could have another little like plaything or accomplice. Like, did you think that, what did you think their intentions were with him? I think originally they just wanted like a plaything, something to toy around with. And then yeah. they were like, oh, and I think it became more apparent after the he watched like this first um, double get murdered in front of him. He actually like, kind of liked it, and so I think they saw potential of him to like join their group. Yeah, because I mean they all abuse each other, and they all presumably went through this sort of hazing process mm-hmm. themselves to some degree. We could assume maybe Mia Goth and um, her sort of partner um, they might have been the first. We mm-hmm. don't really know that, but they seem to have seniority in the yeah. group. And so, but everyone gets on these like drug fueled vision quests and um, uh, participates in like depraved acts of, of, of um, orgy, orgiistic sex mm-hmm. and goes on crime sprees and just gets increasingly more um, disconnected from their human um, or like proper societal um you know conformity as yeah. as they go and i think um, the more the more that the more your double dies the more you lose yourself which you know makes sense yeah i mean like are did you did you take any of it to be like um mentally or physically you are losing some of yourself or is it all just emotional from I th- like I, mm, yeah. I think it's all for me it would mm, say it all just emotional but with the caveat being, who knows if you were actually the person that was killed or not? Yeah. So they so... definitely dance around that discussion yeah. is like if they make a double of you and they explicitly state that your double has all the memories that you have. Mm-hmm. So you're watching your double get executed. The movie doesn't pull like an obvious twist like it was actually the double. Right. You never find out. But yeah, so I mean, it doesn't really matter though, because like once you can make a double 
of yourself. There is no true you anymore, I guess right. is, is the point of, the, <laughs> of <Yeah>. the movie or any <laughs> movie about like doppelgangers. This is mm-hmm. very common, like storytelling um, trope to some, to some degree, the, the idea that we have, uh, if we have a doppelganger, uh, like what will that do to our own psyche? And this movie takes it to some extreme places. Yeah. Oh man. Including like peeing on your own double, um, beating the shit out of him, beating yeah your own double to death. But That's he didn't know. Well, he didn't know when he was peeing on him, but his final challenge was kind of like to yeah. fight this feral version of, of himself. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, what were, what did you think once the movie just kind of descended into, um, the crime and the sex and, and all of the depravity? Well, I figured something had to end. Like, I was like, they can't just keep going like this forever. But I guess the end is just them leaving the vacation resort and going back to their normal lives. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like White Lotus, um, yeah. but much more extreme. And there's another movie that came out last year called Triangle of Sadness, just about, like, the debauchery and the entitlement that that people that with extreme wealth in the menu, which I just watched, like, this oh. is like, we yeah. have to have the menu at some point. That'd be another sure. one. It's so yeah. okay. Anyway, they all have a lot of the same themes. Like once you get to a certain level of wealth and privilege, you start, you become less human. You treat other people less like mm-hmm. human, and you you just the world is just kind of your your plaything, your your playground for your uh, sickest impulses because that's the only thing that makes you feel <laughs> yeah. anymore. And then. They go back to their normal, they, you know, we see them at the end preparing to go back to their normal lives. And they're just talking about like redecorating and talking boring about shit. Yeah. Yeah. The mundane aspects. Um, so, yeah, we kind of learn at the end that they're they do this every year and mm-hmm. meet up and have how long are they there? It felt like a long time, but <laughs> probably like a week. <laughs> it felt yeah. like it was like months, but <laughs> they they go. I don't know, like how long the season is. They go for they they stay until basically the resort closes down for rainy season but mm-hmm. we don't know how long they were there i know we scarsgard and his partner weren't there for very like they were there for like a week i feel like yeah and then she um, left and then he said he'd come back and then he stayed at the resort yeah which he the implication so he can't find his passport or we don't think he can find his passport to leave with her but the, when he when they show it under the sink is the implication that he hit it yep because yeah. he wanted to stay longer yeah for yeah. sure so i mean right off the bat is it in the first execution scene where he kind of like smiles mm-hmm. at the end of it yeah yeah because that's when his wife was like you're disgusting like i saw you watching him she's like how could you watch that um, yeah, I don't think we'll be able to answer this, but I mean, one, would you go through with this deal? Like, do, do you think the way the situation plays out, like he made an honest mistake in a in a in a a um a fictional but you know analogous uh, mm-hmm. society to where he wouldn't have due process? Yeah. So, uh, do you think like you would go along with their bargain? I think it would destroy you forever. Well, but your other option is death. <laughs> so then you so. wouldn't have to think about it. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking you'd actually go through like the process of like being in jail and like other stuff. But yeah, you'd either die or you'd get a double and the double would die for you. Yeah. Oh, man. 
I guess the I mean, devil would have to Having die. seen this movie, it uh, it colors your decision, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't I don't think I could answer that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you're about to go to a foreign country soon, right? Yeah. Friday. <laughs> but we won't we won't we won't name it because we're not gonna draw any <laughs> any parallels between the events depicted here and what your lovely vacation is gonna be like. What would you uh, what would you be able to decide? Like what would you well, obviously you'd want to double, right? I mean, yeah, like you once you if your only choice is death. Yeah. Even if you assume it's gonna end you're gonna lose a large piece of your yourself in the process, like uh, uh emotionally, yeah. then I'd like to think I could make better decisions than he does. And yeah. avoid... but Mia Goth is there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and I know. And then, and she's like forcing the issue. Like, how does, how did they end up killing the person in the first place? Were Mia Goth and, and her um, partner involved in that? They were too, yeah. They were all in the convertible and they were too drunk. He was too drunk to drive. No, but I mean, stars. did they like set that up? No. Because she even explained the fact she was like, yeah, we had you like she's explained how they had Skarsgård as a target. And then it was like and then you went ahead and hit someone. So we didn't have to play out what we wanted. Oh, right. So like so that wasn't even set up. <laughs> they were going to do something mm-hmm. to potentially put him into the situation where yeah, like they were going to invite them on a crime spree or or whatever. But this was not this was like the to just prime them. Well, to prime them and also to um seduce him yep. <laughs> while he's peeing um for physically um, i forgot about that yeah um physically pleasure him while he's um peeing at the beach but yep yeah he we can see why he goes along with me like we don't know much about his relationship with his wife and whenever they ask her about him yeah she kind of gives sarc- sarcastic answers like do you, what do you think about their relationship it seems quite strained yeah <laughs> so, to say the least um it just seems very distant and they don't really enjoy each other's company anymore so yeah and her dad is in the publishing industry so That's right. she what she says sarcastically but maybe not actually sarcastically yeah. that she only they're only together to upset her dad yeah, and yep. <laughs> potentially the only reason his book got published is because of her dad, and the only reason he's able to maintain this lifestyle is because of her. So, in a yep. lot of ways, he is already like a slave to mm-hmm. the circumstances of his life, and this actually, in a weird way, gives him like liberates him from that. Yeah. So, I mean, you can you could see why he. I guess I, I guess I'm trying to just like kind of parse out if the way the events unfold in the movie makes sense or not. I think they make sense. I mean, I think he was just looking for his own, his own way out. Although it was through like crazy crime and, you know, not the best direction, but I think he just wanted to live his own life without her. So yeah. Hiding the passport saying you're coming home, then just staying through the rainy season because you don't want to be with your wife. Pretty good sign of uh, not working. Well, yeah. What did, what did you make of the ending? Once you describe the ending and and how that made you feel. <laughs> yeah. So like we mentioned before, Mia Goth and team are all on the bus talking about their mundane lives at back at home. And then it goes, I might be missing part, but it goes, it pans to like Alexander Skarsgård and you think he's going to be on the bus or like leaving with them. And he decides not to leave. And he's just out and sitting on a, um, what are those called? Just a little, oh, a little lounge oh, chair yeah. in the middle of the just pouring rainy season and no one's there. It's just him by himself. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's it reminded me a little bit of Spring Breakers, where obviously everything goes completely off the rails yeah. in that scenario, but they keep repeating the mantra of like, spring break forever spring just break like y'all yeah this this idea that you can go on vacation you feel like a different person while you're on vacation mm-hmm. and then you can just you never want it to end you don't want to have to go back to everyday life um and so while there he's on the bus like sitting behind all the the other couples like sitting it's it's there's some really well framed and interesting yeah. visuals in this movie of course but like so we're seeing straight down the middle of the bus and we're just seeing him alone, like in the back. And then they all, then we see everyone at the airport and we learn that he just <laughs> stayed and wants to extend this as long as, as he can. I mean, he doesn't have any in, money. How's he going to do that? doesn't have any money. I don't know what parts of the resort are open and available for (laughs) like he he might just be like sort of committing suicide or or just Mm -hmm. choosing to live like he's gonna have to like live off the land or or you know who who knows find find locals and 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 try to work with (laughs) work on their farms like yeah the person who kills is a farmer yeah and maybe he would like just continuously commit crimes and watch his double die over and over again that's how he wants to live out his life yeah if he can pay for it yeah because like you said i mean yeah it's not just that's the funny thing about the whole premise is that really all that matters to the the police chief is the money but i guess the reason they in the context of the story go through the whole double exercise is so that the family or so that the people that were uh, that the crime was committed against can get sort of revenge yeah Oh, and we didn't even mention that in the origin in the opening um when his first double gets killed it's stabbed very violently you know in the gut multiple times by, by a little boy like, like a 13 yeah. year old boy or something because mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. eldest son <laughs> of the family they have like a nine-year-old and a 13-year-old which he encounters later yeah and it's the eldest son of the, the man he ran over the car and killed yeah just a yeah, Oof. I mean, he he totally des- obviously deserved to be punished for yeah. for manslaughter. Um, yep. It was an accident, and there was almost something like mystical going on. I guess it was just that it was an older car, so the, like the oh, headlights the- were flickering. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know that something horrible is about to happen, and then th- I, I think that the movie is pretty clever with all this because it's such a ridiculous premise but again i think like even the way the crime plays out it's um, like we heard a little bit of it in the trailer he had no recourse for this you can't leave the country they just they go through this really traumatic day and you kind of think that mia goth and and the other guy are just going to take care of it for him um and the police are there the next morning at their door you know Mm -hmm. waking them up and uh, they're off to the the uh, the jail or whatever the holding area, and uh, yeah, the ultimatum is death or pay for a double. And then with the double, was there family there too? The family of the man he killed, like the whole family, yeah. was watching, right? And then they were up in like the stands behind them, so they didn't know they were there. Correct. Well, I, I, I like, thought that, that was, was weird to me, but yeah, there there's like stadium seating, 
yeah. um, like some bleachers, basically. And there's an audience of whoever, yeah, whoever would be like watching. I mean, we do this in America. <laughs> like yeah. you have um, executions where family members or I'm not even sure what kind of credentials you need to go to one is, but um, people can watch executions and they're just sitting right behind them. So do we think other people in the society know this is going on? That's what I was, because I was like, it wasn't, yeah, it was pretty obvious that they were there. And like, that's the, you know, I don't, I want to believe they don't, but I think they do because they, well, how do you not? There's such a stark like divide between the people that are at the resort and then mm-hmm. the rest of society. I mean, like they just should never interact with anyone and- outside of the gates, except when they, except that when we find out that they are breaking out and like committing crimes and stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> they are out. They are out and about. Yeah, but maybe the money they go that goes to the resort and the doubles goes to the family or something. I doubt it. So they, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anything's possible. Um, yeah, so I, I I just thought I mean, there's a few visuals in this movie we should mention. Brandon Cronenberg, um, his 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 father is kind of like the, um person who gets the most credit and most attention for um body horror as a mm-hmm. as a, sh- a subgenre of, of horror so movies um like videodrome and the fly and um existence <laughs> that just have insane um scanners where the the, the head explodes just have a, insane like um the central premise of that is always just kind of like um, the decaying of the mind connected to the decaying of the body. And so his son is working in a similar vein. He also had a movie uh, last year, the year before called possessor, uh, which was a, a really disturbing, like horror hitman movie where you would um, embody uh, a person so that you could, you could um, carry out these, these um, hits on, on target victims. But what did you think of the visuals and the the kind of body horror or just grotesque elements of this? Um, I thought you wanted thought it to be to, weirder, huh? I wanted it to be weirder, <laughs> but um, I will say, like, I don't think I've never seen um any of this Cronenberg's films, but I did like how he made every scene that was uncomfortable a little too long, hmm. intentionally. Like you'd mentioned like her, him, like, Mia got like jerking him off on the beach or whatever. He's being like yeah. a little too long. The orgy scene, a little too long. There's the a couple nipple, scenes there's, a little too long. With the, with the, yeah. With the <laughs> sucking in the blood a little too, but it's like almost makes you like, I appreciated that it was a little longer because it makes you look even more uncomfortable with each second that it was by. You're like, is this going to, is this the rest of the movie? Like that orgy scene? I was like, is this the whole rest of the movie? Is this where it ends? Is just 30 minutes of this? Like, I don't know. Right. Um, But I thought it was visually beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, all those scene sequence. That's a that's a great point. I, I I actually thought like for the first half of the movie, basically everything up until when he gets his double made mm-hmm. and and we see it killed was like flying by because yeah. so much happens and they'll just kind of like jump straight ahead to like the the sequence of having the double made. I thought was going to be way more drawn out. Me too. It was quick. Like it was a couple so minutes. Quick. <laughs> yeah, and then they're already um, executing it. So I, I agree. Once the once it it kind of went into like all the the drug fueled 
sequences. I wasn't sure where we were at in the mm-hmm. <laughs> runtime of the movie. I, I don't even know. I didn't even look up what the runtime of the movie was. So I don't know if it was no. like a two hour movie or, or, or what? No idea. See, I yeah. I don't think it was overly long, but, but yeah. And then the sequence where like, they're basically, he tries to leave and mm-hmm. they hold oh, yeah. the, the, the bus that, or the, you know, the transit to the airport um, hostage, the shuttle and kick him off the bus and chase him through the woods. But like basically have him just like, trudging along the road while Mia Goth is eating fried chicken on the hood of a car. Telling um, how shitty his book is. <laughs> yeah, reading, berating him with the review. I thought that was kind of just like <laughs> the ultimate pinnacle of of her power, his debasement. Mm-hmm. And that's even before we see um, him have to kill his double. Yeah. But but yeah, that was the final like breaking down of all his his humanity that was <laughs> yeah. that the his little humanity that was left and, and I w- yeah i was saying i will say that like i feel like a lot of the scenes within the movie felt like they're different mo- like they're the same movie but they felt different like that mm-hmm. scene with the car then like the orgy scene then like he's in the woods but then he has to kill this like feral version of it's like very it just went through a lot and when the movie yeah. ended i was like oh this could have been longer like i wasn't ready for it to end yet like I kind Neither of was sucked he. In. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just got, well, I just got like sucked into it. And usually when movie ends, you're like, okay, like that was really good, whatever. I was like, this could go on for a while and I'd be like, okay with it. Cause I just really enjoyed it. Right. I don't know. I wanted yeah. more. I don't, I wanted, and I was telling you earlier, but I wanted like more, a little bit more from it too. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting. Like it, 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 it does strike a balance between the the level of gore in something like possessor or the level of body horror in something like the fly is not matched here mm-hmm. uh they don't go as far in in either direction even though like when they show the kid stabbing him i mean it stabs him he stabs him more times than yeah. <laughs> than you need to see and a lot of blood comes out and there is um yeah, the the nip the nipple protruding sequence is one of the ones that stuck with me the most from just yeah. like a graphic um, horror standpoint. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, yeah, there is like things that I was surprised that he was cutting away from right. when when they were beating, you know, like um, beating his double or um, when he was beating up himself. Like mm-hmm. I almost thought those scenes were going to get more gruesome, Same. which. I think the balance was like there were a few shocking moments without getting without making everything so shocking that you get desensitized to it. That's what I was going to say. Like, I don't think like I think the I think it'd be nice to have a little more violence. But yeah. <laughs> um, but I did like the fact that it wasn't every single scene was like to the extent of what we wanted it to be, you know, kind of right. left you wanting to be like, oh, like, how's this going to go down? And you're like, oh, that's not as bad as like this was or, you know, and he mixed it with like those like graphic scenes of like. Mia Goth with like the orgy scene with like blood on her. Well, that made a different scene with like, blood on her boob after he ca- after he killed his frail self and her just like. Well, yeah, there were boob. multiple boob sucking scenes. Yeah, so many. Um, <laughs> but like that in its own is like a different type of like horror with the blood and the, you know, so it's just different. Is she Let's scarier stand. here or in Pearl? In Pearl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I, this was almost, oh, gosh, I don't know, almost more comedic. <laughs> yeah. Very dark 
very darkly so, but that scene that we were describing with the with the car and the and whatever she's eating, I think it's chicken. I think it's chicken it, as well. It's funny. Um, there's some dark. There's obviously some dark comedy in Pearl too. Mm-hmm. But I think she's but, acting alone in Pearl, so she's just like this, like right. She just has a psychotic break, and then she's the whole movie is just nuts. Yeah, and you know the like since it's a prequel to X, you know ultimately where it's going. Yeah, she's definitely more dangerous. <laughs> in, yeah, in Pearl and more murderous in mm-hmm. this. I mean, they do kill people. They steal. They we get the. I mean, and then and the person who is the most innocent, presumably the the person who gets killed um, in the car collision, mm-hmm. was totally an in, in, innocent farmer. But I feel like the movie wants you to think most of the people they're fucking with are corrupt. That's what I yeah. That's what I got the impression of as well. But so I mean, they're just rich entitled people fucking with the playing with like the power structure that's been set up to exploit them so it's a little bit just like mutually beneficial i guess Mm -hmm. they get to spend a ton of money maybe the ultimate commentary is just like they're just spending a ton of money to go to this resort but they don't care about like nice food and nice accommodations they want to be able to live out their most depraved Fan yeah. like violent fantasy, violent sexual fantasies. Mm-hmm. They're way beyond just like going to a fancy resort. Yeah, and even when they like wake up from their like crazy orgy, drug induced whatever, um, they're like such assholes at the resort. The scene when they're like having like oh, breakfast God, yeah. and they're just like such like you just want to be like, can you just like shoot all these people because they're terrible? Yeah, like they're just yeah. Worst, yeah they're so. like frat bros but like in a different um a different spin on 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 that where they're like drunk and they're spitting at the other guest and mm-hmm. Skarsgård is still like in some kind of hallucinogenic fog and and he's just got like olive oil dripping <laughs> dripping down his chin and he's shirtless i think and yeah um yeah they're just completely out of line but nobody is gonna say any you know they can pretty much do whatever they want is mm-hmm. the implication um because there's there's really no staff or hotel resort um employees at any point in the movie <laughs> no there's staff it, well like at the desk maybe but yeah but other than that they kind of run free yeah yeah they're just they're just i think it's intentionally they're just like out of sight out of mind like we don't see them really being waited on because mm-hmm. that's not what the movie is most interested in that they're not it's not as interested in that kind of level of treatment more so what they can do um to Mm -hmm. abuse the societal arrangement that's that's set up here yep it's not like the menu which we'll talk about at some point yeah we'll talk about that at some point anything else uh you want to mention about this movie before we wrap up i just really i was really impressed i really liked it that's it I don't know. That's good. Yeah. I mean, what did you think of Skarsgård's performance? I mean, he's a great actor and he's really attractive. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, was he was he the Skarsgård that was in Pretty Little Lies or Pretty Lie? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. He's he just... plays Nicole Hitt Kidman's abusive husband. Yeah. He's a really good that. actor. He's very. And I liked him and Mia Goth's combination together. So, yeah. Yeah. They're they're good. I mean, if if like. Like I said earlier, if he didn't have kind of his like towering physical presence and his mm-hmm. uh, vampiric 
uh, ageless good looks and um he's not quite as uh muscle bound as he is in the northman um (laughs) but um he's still a hulking handsome figure and seeing him go through this like physical just debasement is even though like mentally he starts already from a pretty weak place Mm -hmm. still he has this um powerful presence nonetheless so it's kind of a fun trick like he doesn't have to do much with his performance other than just go along with the ride and and he does do a really effective job with some of the more extreme moments of like letting loose you're describing the next day during yeah during the orgy like during when they're inhaling whatever this like vapor um hallucinogen drug is he does a good job when he does have to be a little less stoic well and he has to act like i mean he gets like murdered in that one scene yep he gets beached death in another one and then he's like a he's playing two versions of himself yep. right so like it's pretty good i was pretty impressed by him yeah yeah everyone uh, all the performances are great like when like, movies like this can be kind of cold can sometimes mm-hmm. leave you feeling cold if they're meant to have this detachment from emotions because like it's hard to watch these things happening to characters you care about necessarily. So I think they do a good job of pulling off. Like you're invested enough in the emotional stakes without really liking or root. There's no one to root for in the movie. (laughs) No, there isn't. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I think that's it for our discussion of infinity pool. (laughs) Infinity Pool, yeah. Blanked for a second. This is a little bit of a shorter episode than normal. We don't have a Rank the Blank this week. We don't have any fake sponsors. We don't have Derek. Um, He's being doubled and tripled and quadrupled as we speak. And we do have an exciting movie to return to in 2003 next week. Ashley, I don't know if you remember... What's on the schedule, but I will refresh your memory right now. Please do. What are you doing home? He found a new place to live. We are officially starting a fraternity. That's genius. But one man's home. This is my house. Is another man's party. Half these guys don't even go to the school. I want in. Luke Wilson, Will Ferrell, and Vince Vaughn. What's going on? If you tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll come back by tonight. Old school. Rated R. February 21st. Oh, man. I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. (laughs) Yeah. So old school next week. Make sure to follow along. We're going to be bouncing back and forth um, quite a bit between uh, 23 and 2003, even though we'll be in 2003 for the whole year. We have a couple more new, new releases scheduled soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or any other podcast platform. Ashley? That's a trip. So we got here. Spiral walk. Ooh. Track two is called In the Club. <laughs> In Duck Club? Yeah. <laughs> Music by Tim Hecker. Great, it's a great soundtrack. It's like perfectly unsettling. Oof. <laughs> <laughs>